Welcome to Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight. We are the retro talk program for nostalgia and Biggie Boomer stuff right here on the Galaxy Nostalgia Network. I'm Gilbert Smitty Smith welcoming you to this program, which is part two of our 2017 broadcast from the San Diego County Fair at Del Mar, California. The program you're going to hear today is part two. We had part one on our previous program. And this program was broadcast live on the 16th of June of 2017 over Res Radio, 91.3 KOPA-FM in Paula, California. As is customary when we do the shows from the fair, our good friends John and Susan Fox were our guests. And on this occasion, we were also joined by our very good friend Shotgun Tom Kelly. Mike Bragg and myself were very happy to be there with the three of them and We played some musical numbers, some of which you'll hear on this program, and lots of reminiscences of earlier years at the fair, Shotgun Tom's years there doing remotes, and he also remembered his friend Frank Thompson from KOGO Radio, who he used to follow many years ago. There's a lot more fun to come up on this one-hour program that you're about to listen to, so let's go back to that afternoon of June the 16th, 2017, and back to the San Diego County Fair at Del Mar, California. Anyway, we were talking uh, before, <clears throat> excuse me, we were talking before that little break about how we used to listen to music before the era of, uh, of the Internet and, uh, and on-demand music. And, you know, Shotgun, back then there weren't that many ways that people listened. Most everybody had a little transistor radio. That's right. Man. And I, I know you told us that you used to listen to Jack Vincent on your paper route. Yeah, when I, on my transistor on radio. On your transistor radio. And uh, Jack was very mellow. You know, he would go, this is Jack Vincent as we bounce right back on KCBQ all night long, you know. I think that's why he was there. He didn't want to wake up too many people. You know? <laughs> yeah, you wanted a nice, soothing person at night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but, if, he, if he could have stood to play Jefferson Airplane and Quicksilver Messenger Service, he actually had the delivery that he could have done underground FM. Yeah, you know, he could have, and... Uh, Jack was a, a unique animal. <laughs> uh, he confessed that he never liked the rock and roll music that he was yeah. playing. He turned it down. I loved it. He turned it down. You know, uh, here's uh, the four tops and baby, I need your loving. And then he turned it down. Uh, but uh, but Jack was a country fan. He really loved country music, and that was where he was at. He wore cowboy boots. Yes, and, he would. Yes, he would. And uh, but I mean, uh, he was really the. Uh, the old era of, uh, of of radio and to be able to get an audience all night long. All night and long. I mean, no, you know, you don't get that anymore. You know, Shotgun, you you joined us a few months ago for our our tribute to Jack after he passed away, and we played recordings from the program that we did with him back in 2011. And one thing that stands out is I remember that we played some clips of him on Christmas morning of I think it was 1965 or something yeah. like that. And I commented to you after we played that clip. I said, you know, Shotgun, that, that clip makes me a little melancholy because I'm thinking of Jack out there by himself. It's cold, 
you know, Christmas morning at the transmitter working site. Working on a holiday. Working on a holiday. But yet he wasn't alone. He had all these people right. that were listening, and they were listening overnight. There was a lot of people that listened to Jack Vincent. Well, let me, let me say this. Uh, the moms and dads that were setting up the toys for their kids, they had the radio on. Exactly right. And yeah. uh, it was Jack Vincent. And... It's just a, it's a wonderful time. And the other thing too, Tom, that you know, uh, not just at Christmas time when Jack was on the air, but the people that were security guards, right, custodians, delivery mm-hmm. people, maybe you know, maybe even yourself, supermarket young, yeah, guys that are yeah. you know putting up the shelves, sure, food on the and shelves. And there's Jack Vincent keeping them company all night. Well, you long. know, they're still there. They're, they're they are still there. They're still there. But still I there. think they've got other ways. You know, they got their uh, earbuds in and they're listening to uh, uh, internet radio. And that's and the thing of it, Shotgun, is that now, really, music is on demand now with, with, the, with the Internet. We can listen to whatever we want just about any hour of the day true. or night, any, any, anywhere around the world. That's true. Uh, back in those days, you know, uh, the little transistor radio, your mom or dad had a little radio in the kitchen that they would listen to in the morning sure. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 80s, we had big boom boxes that people would carry around. Sure. Uh, MTV made its debut and brought videos to television right cassettes you know we all had our cassettes yep. even eight tracks even eight tracks you know and of course records lps that uh, everybody uh, had their collection of 45s or lps and you'd go over to your friend's house and take your, your 45s and get out the little portable record player and spin spin discs well you know when i i go into colleges uh, i've got a few friends my other professors and they teach a, a broadcast class and so I go in, and they let me show these the film of me when I was a KGB. Well, these kids, uh, they're they got a computer in front of them. All the songs they want to get are on the computer, right? And they see me queuing up a record, and queuing up a record with a big hole in it. What the heck is that, Shotgun? Well, it's not they've only, never seen that. Yeah, it's not only the weird old media; yeah. it's the fact that media isn't even important anymore because now you don't own music anymore. You just subscribe to a service that lets you access anything you want. Yes. So the the collectors, I mean, there are still collectors, but it used to be everybody was a collector. Yeah. If you went out and bought a forty-five, and then another one the next week, and another one the week after that, you were a collector. Nobody listens that way anymore. Yeah. You, you subscribe to Pandora or Spotify sure, or something. Exactly. Shotgun Tom, tell us, is that what happened to FM? I know we talk about commercializing FM, going away from personality-driven. Oh, another chick oh, just baby. arrived at the booth. <laughs> All right. The shotgun is being assaulted by his fans yes, right I now. Love That's that. wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, shotgun has been accosted, but however, security is hauling her away. No, no, she's a wonderful lady. <laughs> hey, I got a little autograph for you if you'd like it. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. There's going to be a lot of this yes, this afternoon. Yes, that's fine. Get your autograph. Tom, I don't have take any care. more. You gotta, you you got, got, you're carrying my autographs. Uh, and uh, We'll use a napkin from Australian batter. Oh, no, we potato. don't do that. We don't do that. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we found some more. But we will carry on while Shotgun uh, okay. signs his card. Well, this is a good one for you, John. It's actually yeah. a better one for you than for Shotgun because Shotgun's all wooey-eyed over there, and we might not have him back for minutes. <laughs> Talk about the, the demise of FM radio. What happened when? Because you're an FM guy. You you live this. You know, it, it isn't really so much the demise as it is the sea change in, ra- in, sea uh, change. in music. Okay. Is, uh, you know, uh, we've transitioned now from the various different medias, which, of course, the industry uh, kept wanting to come out with a new media so you'd rebuy everything every 10 years. But now it's switched over to a subscription-based service, and the record industry itself is... You know, going through some major upheavals because they have yet to figure out how to really 
um, uh, capitalize on that. Are they going to figure it out? Well, I mean, they're going to have to. Look at iHeart. They're they're doing pretty well because it's like the old FM dial. You turn the dial to get the songs you wanted. Now you've got 2,600 selections. Yeah, well, iHeart's not a very good example since they're close to bankruptcy. But okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, but that's you know, news, if, isn't it, Mike? If the okay. capital, if the Capitol Records building up in Hollywood is going to continue to stand, you know, the record company's going to yeah. have to find out how to uh, make the new paradigm work for them. Hey, the fact t- that people you, don't own me, the music anymore; absolutely. they just rent it. They just rent it. They just sort of borrow it, and they've they've got these buds plugged into their ears. But there was a time in FM when I remember where they had a computer or they had these guys in whoever Cincinnati or Boston telling us in LA what we wanted to hear and that didn't I think that's what happened with FM it was better if you had Gino Michelini telling us what he thought you should hear at five o'clock on weekday drive but these guys suits we'll call them suits because they wore suits they wore suits that's why they were called suits yes yes and they had funny looking heads very funny and they wore ties. And they wore ties. But when you're talking about the Capitol Tower building, yeah. I was in there last month oh, you were. for a big party that's uh, happening. A friend of mine got his star. There's a lot of history on, in there. On the yeah, oh yeah. Oh was, buddy, we, he had his party in Studio A, oh, where wow. Frank Sinatra yes. recorded and all, and many many other folks. So I got to actually, it's a beautiful. They have all this nice wood. Oh and yeah. And then I went wow. to the control room, and uh, that's quite a place. And they still have the uh, the the light as you walk in. It says recording. You're supposed to shut up, and not say any words. But that's quite a the Capitol Tower building. It's quite a quite a deal. Quite an icon. My friend Elvis Duran got his star just across the street from there, and so we went over and had his party there. Well, John, you made some good points, of, but did did big business? Is that what happened to FM? And I don't think they're coming back. Well, but maybe not in my lifetime. Deregulation in the late Dereg- 90s. Okay. That hurt things a lot. Okay. I mean, that's when everybody started consolidating and. You know, it's always been a, a battle between sales and programming. Always. And it was always kind of, you know, Liberty's scale of justice. You know, it, it balanced itself out rather well. But when deregulation happened and the big companies bought up all the radio stations, then the sales, the business end of it, and stockholders. Because now you're no longer necessarily looking to make good programming or trying to balance good programming with making a living. Now you just want to make money. That's all. And so. They kept cutting back and cutting back and consolidating to the point where one disc jockey is doing shows on 10 stations. He's tracking supposedly local-sounding content for a city he's never seen in his life. And, you know, that kind of led to a a big decline, obviously. You don't have that connection with the listeners when you can't say, yeah, I was just on the corner of Orange and Chapman the other day, you know. I mean, that's, that's where the demise came from. It's not the fact that FM's not viable or that free over-the-air uh, programming isn't still a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously here at Res Radio, we're extremely concerned with that because we want that emergency capabilities out in the backcountry yeah. for fires, earthquakes, things like that. But uh, the fact that, you know, so many of the resources for programming have been squeezed out of corporate radio, they don't have the ability to react that way that they did 30, 40, 50 years ago. The wow. news departments in, in radio stations back in the 60s and 70s were amazing. Oh, totally. They were like 20 people on a news staff for one radio station. Yeah. Now, radio stations don't even have their own news departments. No. It's farmed out. Well, John, you were talking about emergencies on a radio station, and uh, just exactly what you were talking about, uh, they had a, uh, the, you know, a, 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 what, a tracking going on. In back east somewhere. Right. And they had an, an incredible uh, chemical fire 
that went on, and this radio station that was supposed to be a, a, a news talk station had a syndicated talk show on, and nobody was there. Right. And they couldn't cover this disaster. I think it was in Nebraska or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but uh, exactly right. Yeah, it's running automated. Res Radio. There's no local news yeah. content. Right. There's no uh, provision for doing anything on the spur of a moment in, in an emergency. And that was a news talk station. Yeah. yeah. That's extremely sad because that should be one of the primary purposes of radio is to inform the public in time of an emergency. Just like what John was saying right now, that's what Res Radio does. Up in North County right. here in San Diego. That's why everybody, that everybody argues, oh, I've got my cell phone. I can communicate with people. I can find out what's happening on my phone. In an emergency, you ain't got no cell phone. That's correct. That's exactly okay? correct. The yeah. cell phones are going to be overwhelmed. Over-the-air broadcasting is unlimited. Two people can listen. Ten million people can listen right. if they're within the sound of your um, uh, broadcast signal. Right. When it comes to data, you're limited by bandwidth. Absolutely. And yeah. in an emergency, that bandwidth's going to be gone. Not only is the bandwidth going to be a problem, but for example, the uh, the big blackout five years ago that knocked out entire all of San Diego County. Okay, first off, a lot of radio stations went off the air because they didn't have emergency generators. But um, <clears throat> those who who uh, did try to find out things on their phone, particularly in the backcountry, you know, it worked for a while as long as there was the bandwidth. But what happened after sunset? All those cell towers that are out in the middle of nowhere and battery operated by solar power died after sunset. Okay, so, you know, broadcast is still extremely viable and important in an emergency. And I think a lot of people don't think in technical terms, John, like we do, because, you know, they say, okay, I'll get the information on, on my phone. They don't think in terms of that, but you're absolutely right. Bandwidth, you know, there's not enough to support all these thousands and thousands of people that want to get on, the, on their cell phone and uh, find out what's happening. So radio would be the answer. Uh, I was uh, saddened. I won't say where I was. I was at a radio station a couple years ago. Well-known radio station. We all know which one it is. But uh, And uh, news department was nothing more than a skeleton crew. Just a few people there, and there was like, you know, it was a lot of it. And, in fact, uh, now I know we know that uh, certain radio stations are fed the news from other radio stations. There's the, mm -hmm. Their news people are, are localized in one location, and they feed it here, they feed it there, they feed it everywhere. One of the most valuable things, I think, moving into the future is with the newspapers shrinking. Yes. And, you know, there's, there was years ago, 50, 60 years ago, there was that no cross-ownership thing between newspapers and radio. Well, whether that's still a good thing or not, I think collaboration between what's left of newspapers and having reporters... Uh, not only write the news for newspapers, but also present it on local radio stations is a great idea. Absolutely. Collaborating between, you know, struggling, squeezed resources, radio stations, and newspapers that are just fading away due to, you know, obsolete technology. Yeah, exactly. There's a good opportunity there for collaboration. Sure. We're talking about personalities on AM, AM Top 40 Radio as well as FM, and we have our good buddy Shotgun Tom Kelly here. But Shotgun Tom, you know what? What? The air personalities, the jocks, they had some competition because people also followed their very favorite news and sportscasters on the radio. Sure. Remember the, uh, Lee Marshall. Oh, Lee Marshall, who uh, I, was the voice the, of Tony the Tiger. And he was the voice of KHJ. Yeah. He was the voice of man. Boss Radio. And when he come on, what was it like sitting those guys? Reed Carroll. What a voice. Yeah. Yo, well, these are J. Paul Huddleston, Oscar well, Rose. These were reporters. These were journalists. These were, talk yeah. about that. These you know, deep in newspapers. Huh? Most, they most were, of them came from exactly. Newspapers. Right, they right. were reporters. They came from paper side, and they went into this new industry called radio. Right. They knew how to speak. They knew how to read the news. They weren't reading off a teletype. They were marking it up and putting it in their own language. Talk about some of those guys, and uh, some of the disasters. We don't. It's not. We don't like to talk too much about disasters, but history-changing events. 
that you were affiliated with because you might have been on the air or getting ready to go on the air and then you've got a guy as in in back as they say back in the day in radio you had your news well, they had news department you had your news guy on sure. your shoulder you know he you wasn't don't in have a booth 50 you don't feet have radio, down the hall radio news departments anymore no it's gone yeah. you know they used to have cars he was sitting right next to you yeah reed uh, i know used to go out and cover city hall he used to cover uh, fires and things like that because he used to go out in the KCBQ news car, you know, and you don't see that anymore, you know. M- mostly TV, you know, covers that. But even TV is cutting back because they send they send a driver yeah. and he's driving the car, he's also the reporter, and he sets up the camera and that's the whole deal. And a know? lot of times down here, there's one particular network, he's not even an employee. He's a freelancer, you know, the Tony, guy all night. Tony Pepper just chimed in, and uh, oh. he's listening, and he said, oh. I'm, I'm smacking my lips. But uh, the reason I'm smacking my lips, I'm eating these wonderful potatoes from next door. Australian battered potatoes. So that's why I was smacking my lips, He Tony. can't have any of ours. 30 no. great years. Yeah. <laughs> 30 great years of anyway, Australian I, battered potatoes. Yeah. I, I just got a text from him, so I thought you guys... Would might find that to be humorous. Uh, we, we find it rather amusing. Okay, good. All right, now, now back into the essence of the program. Yes. Uh, this is Galaxy Night Sight. We have no essence. Oh, yes. Uh, this no, is you... the galaxy. There is no there there, Shotgun Tom. There is no there there. Is that right? But okay. we're here, and we're glad we're here. We're. You know, we're... people are stopping by, and they're watching well, and listening to what you guys are doing. I love that. And I'm listening to you, Tom. Well, they recognize the, your voice. Yeah, the chicks yes. are all copping looks are, at you. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. I'm loving that. I would like yeah. to take some of that credit. However, this is an honesty show. Yes. We were in the middle of that. Chick just came yeah. over and, she gave you a big and her hug. name was Susan. She gave you a big like hug. your wife. Yeah. Just like, chicks, what are yes. you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at these people out here. How you doing, folks? <laughs> Good to see you. You having a fun time at a fair? Ah, oh, that's great. You know, that's another thing Frank Thompson used to do. And I, th- I think we played his actuality uh, yes. where he's looking out the window yes. and he sees Checkers the Clown. Yeah. And he's got all these buttons uh, uh, on him here at the fair. And he goes, ah, Checkers, uh, well, you got some uh, buttons. Uh, what does that say? I can't read them. Yeah, I can't read them. But see, Frank would, would talk about that was live. And well, we've uh, ta- we, you know, we've talked about the fair and Frank and, and we've talked about things that go on in FM and top 40 AM stations, but we're going to take it a step up when we come back from this break. All right. And we're going to talk about rock concerts, live concerts. A recent one a couple of years ago, Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, yes. oh yeah, I was yes, here, here about that. And we're going to start with that one and we're going to work backwards at All what right. it was like to be a renowned, legendary, legacy, Southern California jock, FM jock, when it came to live concerts, you think the you think the chicks were flooding him here, folks? Wait till he tells you about some of these events that that he gigged at in oh, the day. Yeah. Don't go yeah. away, folks. Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight right here, Res Radio at the San Diego County Fair. Oh, you better believe it, baby! Congratulations, you've just made the March Movie Match. Thank you, Shotgun. You're another thousand dollar winner. Thank you, thank you, Shotgun Tom Kelly. Hey, I hope you're going to be staying out of afternoon trouble in your automobile. Good God Almighty, Lord have mercy. We got that spirit in the sky going. That sounds so good right here on a thousand and one oldies weekend. I'm Shotgun Tom Kelly. You better believe it, baby. And I'm telling you right now, I thought Hugh was going to be with us today because he was with us yesterday. You know who Hugh is. I'm talking about Humidity. He ain't here today, and I love it like that. Right here on Oldies Radio, you know where it's at. Kangaroo. 
101 with Shotgun Tom Kelly. Good to done for you. A lot of people ask me, hey, Shotgun, how do you feel? I said, well, hey, baby, I feel fine. I mean, no problem here. And sometimes I feel with my fingers, too. At Kangers 101. Incense and Peppermint, Strawberry Alarm Clock in the middle there. You think, wow, what, 50 years? Sure. Yeah, uh, one-hit wonder, but they're still performing together. They were at a, a concert in Santa Barbara just a few months ago. Amazing. Right, they were at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I saw them at Disneyland. Absolutely amazing. Well, we want to thank uh, John. John Fox has put together those montages that you've heard Very all nice. across the show. Very nice. Of the musical montages, and he did a fantastic job on that. So. And then uh, who put together the, uh, where did you get some of these recordings of me? Oh, uh, uh, they got, I, you know what, I they from all sorts of different places. Wow, well, I almost had a heart attack when I'm talking about, uh, uh, you know, humidity. Yeah, humidity. I remember doing yes, that. humidity, yes. Yeah. That's well, those, cool. those are all, yeah. uh, those are all cuts that we've, uh, that of you, Tom, that we've uh, had in the, in the files, the archives, I should say, it sounds a little more important. Posing. Wow. And uh, we're happy that uh, we're able to put those together. I don't even think I have any of those. Well, we'll have to get your copy of them. How's that? <laughs> you know, t- Shotgun Tom, you've been going strong for 50 plus years, but yeah. definitely 50 years. With John's montage, it's incredible how many performers were recording and performing in 1967 that are still performing. John's oh, yeah. had a number of them over at Pala Casino that some of the, some of the groups that you've had, some of the performers, Tony Bennett. Yeah, well, see how he came back over and over again because we had that Italian restaurant that he loved. Oh, is and that right? Ah. Huey Lewis does concerts there because he's got a place over at Palma Valley Country Club. And he likes to play ah, golf, okay. yeah. Yeah, you got some upcoming shows coming? Oh, UB40. 
Yeah, they're coming up. Yeah. Two, they're so popular, they're doing two nights at Paula. They've made a wow. total resurgence. And uh, I know we got uh, Average White Band and uh, Pat Benatar, Toto. They're all coming up this summer. Now think about that, folks. These are folk, These Some of these weren't around. In, uh, maybe they were born in 67, but they weren't performing. No. But there were so many. We go down the list, and the list is incredible. Uh, you were at, You were out with um, who? You, what? Huey, Huey, Huey Lewis? Lewis? You're out with Huey Lewis? What? You you, well, Huey Lewis. Johnny Rivers the, was the one in February. Oh, Johnny Rivers. Johnny Rivers. Rivers, anybody? The one they call the seventh son. Yeah. yeah the seventh son, and he was hot in 67. Actually, he's really great in He concert. got going in 65. By 67, he was the guy's secret agent man. Well, let me tell you, he, if anybody has an opportunity to see Johnny Rivers perform in concert, you got to do it. It's just like listening to the record. How's he is admit- right on. How does it feel, Tom, to still be around on the planet, 50 years in the business, 50 good, solid, golden years, and seeing these concert performers who were children, such yeah. as yourself, based teenagers, outperforming, and now we're all in uh, blah, 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 the age of, but they're still at it, you're still at it, I'm still at it. Smitty, you got a few years to go. John will always be at it. Johnny Rivers looks great. <laughs> Did he you know, do he's okay? got a little gray hair now, but yeah. and he is the nicest guy. One time uh, when we were at B100, he came in there uh, just on a on a record promotional tour. I think it was '77. Yeah. So he'd been around for a dozen years yeah. or more. He, must he comes walking down mood. the hall. <laughs> comes shakes my hand. Hi, I'm Johnny Rivers, and I just said there, wow. You are. <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe he's just walking down the hall of our radio station. Yeah. Well, you got a story about Johnny yeah, Rivers. Everybody's don't you? got a Johnny Rivers story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just uh, maybe he didn't like Rolling Stone magazine writers all that well. Yeah. Well. Or, you know, yeah, they, that was your problem. Or, yeah. Yeah. That was my. Yeah. Yeah. Well, These no, guys are busy. No, I, I knew someone who knew one of them. You did. And a word must have got back. I don't know, but yeah. and also, uh, me. I think he was. Competing for your job at K Earth. No, and I when don't you think bumped so. him, I think that's. I don't think That's so. when there were some ill, some Secret ill feelings. Agents. No, he can still wail though. We no. go down the list of people. Tom Jones. Tom oh, great Jones guy. Is still love, happening. Love Tom Jones. Hey, uh, I got he one was, for you. Eric Burden. Yeah, Eric Burden. He looks like Father Time on New Year's <laughs> Eve, but he's up, still doing it. I ran, we uh, we brought him in uh, to one of the K Earth concerts, and uh, we got our picture taken backstage. You know, and. Uh, I said, do, I said, am I a long-haired, leapy gnome? You know, he looked up at me, you know. Uh, but he, he was a great guy, you know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great performers uh, that when you see them on stage, you wonder, how, how are they, you know. Yeah, you and they're really people. good people, you know, like uh, Tom Jones couldn't have been nicer. Uh, Tommy James, fantastic. Uh, you know, and these guys, these guys are, are, are still performing and i gotta tell you something right here at the fair about two years ago they brought huey lewis and the news on the grandstand stage like they do all the time mm-hmm. i think frankie valley is going to be coming up in a next week he's going to be on the grandstand stage with frankie valley in the four seasons right so anyway i this was just after my heart i had a, a quadruple bypass and i was very public about it and uh so anyway i uh I was very successful in the operation, and, and now I'm back to health. And then uh, uh, my friend Dave Sholin said, well, listen, Huey Lewis is performing at the Del Mar Fair. How would you like to uh, emcee that thing? I said, I'd love to. So I met Huey. My wife, Linda, and I uh, uh, were backstage. And he, Now, there's another guy. Couldn't be nicer. 
I mean, you know, and you're, you're right, John. He loves golf. That's why he loves mm-hmm. Paula. Yep. But uh, anyway, uh, he really didn't know who I was or what I was all about. He was doing it for his friend Dave Sholin. Uh, he knew that I just uh, had this bypass operation. And so, anyway, time came to uh, introduce Huey Lewis in the news. And so uh, he says, okay, your cue, our cue will be, and now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Huey Lewis and the news. And then they start the, the, the heartbeat. Ba-bum, 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 the heart of rock and roll. So anyway, I came on. I said, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Shotgun Tom Kelly. And the whole grandstand, just a huge round of applause. I couldn't believe it. It was the biggest round of applause that I've ever received Huey looked at my wife and said, well, who in, this, who in the hell is this guy? Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave Sniff was out there in the audience, who's the program director at KFMB. And he says, yeah, man, I was there, man. And uh, I said, I didn't think people in San Diego remembered me. And they did. And then uh, I introduced Huey, and they went on, and uh, it was just a great concert. And another happening at the Del Mar Fair. Now, what do they call it? The, uh, they used to call it the Del Mar Exposition. Southern California Exposition at Del Mar. Oh, there it is. Is, they, is that what they Used still to, call well, it? I, no, that was, I think, during the 70s and 80s, maybe. Yeah. Before that, it was, I don't know if it was ever, oh, I think right after that, they officially, for a few years, called it the Del Mar Fair. Yeah. But then, uh, and I think for the last 20 or more years, it's been officially the San Diego County Fair. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Dave Sholin, uh, he, you know, he's a record guy, and he said, there's this new group uh, that I think you've got to really enjoy. And uh, it was uh, Huey Lewis in the news. I didn't, I had never heard of him back when he first started. And uh, boy, one of my favorites now. Oh, I've got all his albums. They were huge during the Rich Brothers era on B100. Sure, yeah. Well, who else is still performing? We've got a whole list of them Diana Ross. Yeah. John usually compete with me on these, wrapping off these names, so I'm going to take the list. Cause well, you know, next week, you know, when next week. bandwidth, and my phone's working. I can't Next week, it. my buddy Tony Pepper, yeah, uh, who's very opinionated, I must say, uh, is going to, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to go see Roger Waters. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Yeah, next, next Wednesday at the, at the Staples Center, man. Roger oh. Waters, by the way, for some of you folks, Pink Floyd. Yeah. He was part of that, or still is part of that. Yeah, which one's, uh, which one's pink? Yeah, well, we <laughs> yeah. got David. Now they split up. David Gilmore. They, they, yeah, David. I never Gilmore. knew they were married. Well, they split up the group. You know. Okay. Uh, who <laughs> got the dogs? Uh, well, I've, I, by the way, can I tell you? They, they're, Go Ro- ahead, Roger Waters. We're going to hear a Pink Floyd the Wall story yeah. that only a few have heard, but well, many I've will s- know. I've seen. Every Pink Floyd concert. All right, including the Wall four times. I remember when you went to the original Wall. You you couldn't stop talking about it for oh, weeks. Oh, I know it, it was fantastic. It's they actually build a wall. It was a wall. A fifty foot wall with styrofoam bricks. That's incredible. And that wall becomes a cinemascope screen, and they they project things on it. It's just unbelievable. Uh, but anyway, we're going to see Roger Waters, and uh, he's going to. They they have this pig that they float above. Yeah the arena and uh they changed the face of the pig this year whose face is on the pig well you want to guess you want me to tell you uh i'm, I'm afraid to ask yeah i'm afraid to say <laughs> what do the three thousand people get who get the answer right 
Any free stuff from Res Radio? <laughs> well, okay. Who is it? Let's. let's... It's a political deal. Oh no! Oh, Tell no. me no! I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, the face on the pig. Usually the pig goes around and he goes, "Do you like our swine?" Yeah. And he's got laser eyes. Well, he doesn't like you. He doesn't like you. Yeah. Uh, the pig's face has changed. You want me? To, can I say this? I think we all know who it's going to be. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> Uh, since you're the da, since you're da, the leader da, da, of Res Radio, and the and the phone lines are lighting That's up. That's right. Hey, John's right. It's uh, Donald Trump's. Yeah, face. absolutely. Oh Why am I shocked? <laughs> ah, that was a great. That was a good Pink Floyd The Wall concert, though. Oh. I was told I had a very good time. Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't realize you were there. When's Roger? When's Roger coming back? And where? Uh, he's come. Well, he's uh, got to be in Los Angeles on this next Wednesday. I'll be there at Stable Center, and Roger Waters will be uh, coming back. He's going to Vegas, and then he's coming back on the 29th to the uh, Staples Center again. Staple, and you're going to be there? Are you? Are no, you? I'm just going Wednesday night. I'll be there Wednesday Are you going to go up and bring him up? Are you going to go up on stage? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just going to be a, a person in the audience. A person in the We're audience. We're getting our picture took here, baby. A face in the crowd. A, per, a person in the audience, a face in the crowd. That's right. Yes. That's a, right. A man known to many, our own shotgun Tom Kelly here on Galaxy shotgun Moonbeam Nights. God, I've met so many nice people. How you doing, folks? Good to see you, baby. Well, you got to have your nice bracelet on if you can get into the fair. They won't let you in. Well, you know, again, I, I bring back Frank Thompson. Uh, that's where I get my person. He used to say hello to strangers. Oh, he'd bring them, yeah. Like yeah. I do. Yeah. Now, Tom, now, now, you did remotes from here in the past. I did, okay. yeah. In fact, when I was at B100, we did uh, several remotes. What was it? Any uh, outstanding uh, memories from that, uh, doing any of those remotes? Well, yeah, just the, it was the people. It was yeah. about the folks, uh, you know, the fans that love the station. Uh, they would come by, and lots of people loved KFMB FM. Uh, John, you worked there. You, you you got a feeling of uh, sixteen years. Yeah, you worked there and got a feeling of of the love the people had for that station. Yeah. Uh, and we just had a reunion not too long ago. Yep. Some of the guys, and it's that was a really now that was a really great radio station. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it was uh, even better than the AM part of the station you know i've been fortunate enough not to have to deal with too many out of control egos at radio stations i've worked at which i compared to so many haven't been that many for me only a, a half a dozen or so but um, the, the success of b100 the, the way you talk about it is because we were a family we were equals yeah. we were supporting each other we listened to each other's shows you know it's not like you're in it for yourself you know one of the guys that was at b100 when we were there uh, danny romero now, he is a uh, weatherman up at Channel 7 in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Another lady who used to work there, Ellen Kay. She is uh, doing the morning show at Coast, and she's the uh, voice uh, of the, uh, I believe, the Academy Awards and a few other award shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's up there in Hollywood, but she was at B100, too. Right. Oh, a lot of years, 50 years. It goes by so fast, doesn't it, Tom? It does, but... Uh, we got the memories. Well, and we got yes. you, and, and we got each other, and more importantly, we've got Susan Fox. I want to do a shout-out yes. to Susan Fox for this Susan's beautiful Susan's wonderful, man. She always keeps it together here. Absolutely. She pulls it together. Let's, let's have a few words from Susan. Susan, it's always so good to see you. Well, it's good to see you, too, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to thank Mark Gleason and Matt Gleason. Oh, yeah. For keeping things technically flowing. Who are coming up later this and afternoon live. For cleaning up the cake I dropped when I tripped and <laughs> fell on the cement. <laughs> Wait a minute. You didn't. Love the that, galaxy, man. That was in Love the script. Shotgun. 
You know, I, must, I saw you. That was a graceful fall, by the way. Well, you know, the cake's still edible because, you know, they, it was a great save, and the cardboard slid right off with the cake. Uh, well, that and the five-second rule. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Susan is all, Susan's always here with us uh, at these fair broadcasts, and it's always good to have her here. It's always good to see you, Susan. She's our number one galaxy gal. And you've got to have one to we keep it together. To, yes. Okay? Yes. Yes, we she's, do. She's the coolest, chi- coolest chick at the fair. Aren't I a galaxy chick? Yeah, you're yeah. a chick. There we go. Galaxy chick now, yes. Hey, I galaxy brought back chick. chick, man. Yeah, galaxy chick. I love chick. that. We'll be sure to credit you for that, too. Yeah, hey, 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 John. Wow, look at that chick. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, there's Ooh. another one right there. Oh, man. Oh, chicks are everywhere, oh, baby. Oh, oh. There's a lot of chicks. Ooh. Groovy chicks, man. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, uh, there was a guy in Los Angeles, a disc jockey, is a jazz disc jockey, uh, Chuck Niles. Oh. And he used to talk about, that's where, in fact, there's a video, by the way, that is available that I shot. And Chuck tells this story. He says, you know, i got to tell you something. I I don't want to be disparaging against women or anything, but uh, I just can't call them anything but chicks, man. You know, uh, Chubby Jackson, you know, he he said, look at that chick over there, man, you know. And so Chuck kind of made me aware of the chick thing. And... (laughs) They've always been chicks. I don't, as I said, I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful or anything, you know. But uh, did you notice John picked up on it immediately? He did. He most certainly did, yes. <laughs> well, he's so politically correct. Well, you see, that's the radio station manager in me going to oh, yeah. see on you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, what a way. What a day. Hey, this is have, good. Have we played all of our clips? Already, no, we John? have not. We what, else you got? what else you got? We got We're going to take a break and just yes. also remind you, John and I, as we were producing this show, came to the realization it's 50 years ago today. Today. Yes. Today, probably right at this very time, mm-hmm. Pacific Daylight Time, that the Monterey Pop Festival. Now, the you Monterey, were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, or do you remember that you were there? Uh, I was 13 years old. you got to remember. Going on 33. But yeah, it was great. Uh, only on the Sunday, though. I only went on the Sunday when all of you know all the arrests were made and the riot police had left. No, it was one of the most peaceful events ever. But the point is, 50 years ago today, this afternoon, some of the groups that appeared and became known at Monterey Pop Festival went on to superstardom in pop music. We're going to take a break here and come back. Don't go away. We're going to go back 50 years to. Eric Burden. This is B. Mitri. This is KMET 94.7 FM Metro Media Stereo in Los Angeles. And I'll be back in a bit. Did fly 
for the Sound of Money contest. Your phone may be the next to ring. It might be, and if it does, and it's me on this end of it saying how much is in the Coco Sound of Money jackpot, remember that the correct answer is $510. We'll be making that call Starting right about now, we've got plenty of witnesses over here, too, today at the San Diego... Look at that. I never saw such long hair. I got long hair is in. Uh, isn't it really long this year? Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Oh. Long hair is in, man. Well, that was Frank. Frank uh, was all looking out the window of the Kogo Mobile Studio here at the Del Mar Fair, and he saw these uh, long-haired ladies. And they had long chicks. hair. And, uh, oh, chicks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please excuse me. I was trying to be politically correct. Yeah, some of these long-haired chicks, man. And so uh, that, that was his description, you know. 
From 51 years ago, 1966, yeah. right here at the Del Mar. That recording, it, it sounded like it was just recorded it's yesterday. Beauty, yeah, it, and like I, we were saying earlier, that that some of that sounds like it could be it could be happening right now. We could be Frank Thompson could be right here right now doing that description. Right. right. And uh, we remember Frank, uh, very uh, well known radio personality at uh, KOGO, and a very good friend of yours, Tom. Well, and not only friend of mine, but I mean, a lot of people knew Frank because Frank was the one that was not just in the studio. Frank would go out into the Kogo mobile unit and he would broadcast from banks, from shopping centers, grocery stores, and yes, the Del Mar Fair. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was every, I mean, you would see Frank every day here yeah. at the fair. And uh, he would bring Don Diego into the uh, mobile studio, Tommy Hernandez, uh, who was the uh, the face of the fair back in those days, Don Diego. and uh, the fairest of the fair, and uh, whoever was uh, performing on the grandstand stage, uh, they would come and be interviewed by Frank Thompson yeah. on Kogo Radio. Yeah, it's uh, the fair has always been a wonderful place for uh, meeting people, and if you're a broadcast facility like you, it's a great place for your radio station to be because you're actually here with the people who listen to you on the air. And a lot of the people that come by put a put a face to the name, and uh, they recognize you, uh, Tom, as uh, as they've done as they did with Frank 50 years ago, and uh, everybody else who's uh, made an appearance here at the at the fair from a radio station. They get a chance to actually see their favorite radio personality up up front and real. Right. And well, you know, and not only radio, but I mean, TV. You'll see T- uh, when of I, course when, when I did uh, the KUSI Kids Club. Where do we go to be seen and to be with the people? We'd be re- we'd bring our cameras out to the Del Mar Fair, yeah, and uh, that was another wonderful experience. Uh, again, I go back. I've I've learned to be friendly to people because of Frank Thompson. Frank Thompson, yeah. Because Frank would like, how you folks doing out there? Doing good, <laughs> yeah. See, Frank would do that kind yeah. of stuff. Hey, how are those ice creams tasting, guys? Yeah, look, there you oh, go. look at those guys are digging yeah, it, man. See? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you know that a uh, lot of lot of jocks. Uh, they don't like to be out doing remotes. Yeah. Like Jim Carson, uh, who I worked with at K-Earth. He loved to be in the studio, but if you got him out into a remote situation, he just didn't like it. You know, He felt he was out of control. Uh, so there are those radio guys. Hey, man, getting out of control is kind, of, yeah, kind, of, kind of wild and crazy sometimes. <laughs> you know. But anyway. But you're a people person, Tom, I am. and you like to get out and uh, meet meet people and have them come up and shake your hand. And yep. and we've had a lot of people that have come by today that remember you from San Diego Radio. Yeah, I'm surprised. Still got it. How you doing, folks? Good to see you. A lot oh, of people. Thank you. you know, uh, there was a lady who said, you know, Shotgun, uh, you don't age. I'm so thrilled that people say that about me, you know, because uh, they re- remember they used to watch me on the KUSI Kids Club or they saw me when I was uh, doing a broadcast here from another radio station. And uh, my wife would disagree with you, though. <laughs> well, your uh, hat hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> no, that's true. I've been consistent with the hat, you know. <laughs> and not only that, but Shotgun's a very dear friend to us all. And uh, I love you guys. And, we, and, and, and uh, by the way, I want to share something, uh, not to put shotgun on the spot, and we're not going to mention any Uh-oh. specifics. But, but oh, wait a minute! Well, no, wait a minute. Wait, we wait. didn't rehearse this. Well, no, but it's okay. Shotgun had an invite to to an event today up in Los Angeles, up, oh, up yeah. in Hollywood. He had an event yep. that he was invited to, 
Well, I'm uh, vice with, president of the organization. Yes, well, we won't say anything about w- what it was, but... No, you can say it. Can we? I don't care. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. All right. He had an invitation because he's vice, pre- vice president. I'm vice president vice of the Pacific, Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters. Okay, Pacific yes. Pioneer Broadcasters had an event today with a lot of people that you, whose names you would recognize, nationally I, known individuals. Yeah, well, I planned this. I, and, I helped plan this Tom event. And Tom helped plan this event. And Tom forfeited his participation in that event to be with us today. And so we're so grateful, Tom, that you're here because it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Well, yeah. I've, I've had a few uh, people uh, say, what are you doing? You're leaving us? We had Al Michaels. We were honoring Al Michaels, <laughs> the, uh, the network uh, football guy. I, I think, Gleason, you've worked with Al. And, uh, and so on the dais, along with Al Michaels, uh, we had Vin Scully. Mm. Yeah. And uh, then we had uh, Bob Miller also on the dais. Right. So people are going, what all do you the mean? LA sports greats. You're leaving all these great sports greats to come down to the Del Mar Fair. What are you doing? Are you nuts? I go, no. I just want to be with you guys. Oh, yeah. Hey. Wow. This is live radio. Yeah. That's there you why go. he's here. That's right. This is live like radio. Like it should be. Yes. Yeah. Like it used to be. Right. Yeah, you bumped into somebody on up in L.A. last week who's going. Oh, yes. Who's been invited. Yes. Oh, yes. Who's actually performing here next week. Tell, next week. Tell us about that, Tom. Yeah, well, I, you you know, I was minding my own business, as I am wont to do, and I was in Beverly Hills uh, going to get my hair coiffed, what little hair I have left. For this event. For this event. Oh, I got my nails done, <laughs> You got to look good when you're on the radio. I got my nails done, too, baby. Yeah, you look stunning. Do. Thank you. So, anyway, I was, I was in Beverly Hills. I was walking down Cannon, and out of the side, who do I see? Frankie Valley. Hey. Frankie Valley came, and uh, I said, hey, Frankie, you're going to be at the Del Mar Fair. I thought it was going to be this weekend, uh, and I talked about us, and he goes, no, no, I'm going to be there next Thursday. Yeah. So anyway, then I, uh, I said, well, listen, uh, I'm vice president of the uh, Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters, and we would like to honor you at our broadcast like we're doing Al Michaels today. And he said, I said, would you be interested in that? He said, sure. So he gave me his uh, agent's uh, number and all that stuff. Now, I've, I've met Frankie several times before, so I was able to say this to him. I said, now, listen, your agent's not going to give me the bumps rush or the runaround. You know, usually when the guy, the principal, says he'll do something, then you talk to the agent. No, oh, no, he's not going to do that. So I didn't want that to happen. So anyway, uh, he said, yeah, he's going to be at the Del Mar Fair performing in the grandstand stage. I believe next Thursday and Friday and Saturday is that Thursday, what? Thursday, next Thursday. Oh, next Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. so it'll be Frankie Valley and his new Four Seasons, and of course he had such an incredible, incredible success with the Jersey Boys. Uh, I mean, he's not one of. The, I mean, they have actors that do that wonderful Broadway play. But it's all about Frankie Valley and his four seasons. Well, he belongs to our 1967 alumni, too. He's performing 67, one, one of the four seasons' best years. Yes. But Frankie Valley knew how to get the chicks. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> What's he like? Is he, is he still Very got, nice. Now, yeah. there's, uh, we're talking about how these celebrities are. Right. Frankie could not have been nicer. Okay. He was just, uh, I mean, obviously, we, him and I had a rapport. And, so uh, he's nothing like he was in The Sopranos. No. Okay, good. No, yeah, I, I was worried about that. No, 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 no. He, uh, he was very nice. And uh, another celebrity that uh, is, it was a friend of mine uh, and his brother and his family. I've known them for years. And when it came to getting my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I said, Stevie, 
would you please be one of my speakers? So Stevie Wonder yeah. was uh, speaking at the uh, at the fair. I mean, at the, uh, at the star affair, the ceremony. And you were there, John. Yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. were there, man. I was there, too. Those yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys were there. I'm, there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got there late, so I was the guy standing way back in Echo Park trying to, <laughs> trying to get up to the front of the line. Now, that... That brought some people out. Tom. Over a thousand yes. people. I didn't think everybody's going to show up. You oh, know, that was a wonderful day. We were there and uh, we we witnessed the whole thing, and it was just wonderful. What a and, wonderful day! And yeah, I think they brought tour buses in from San Diego. I think they that. did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> lots of people. And came Stevie in. Wonder, uh, he said, "Hey, we're, we're going to do a song." You know, I yeah. said, "What are we going to do? We're going to do this." La 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 la. Shotgun Tom Kelly, <laughs> we listen to you on the radio. <laughs> that was great. Uh, Galaxy said, Moonbeam. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we got nowhere else to go. You know, I got uh, one of my friends who's an AOR al- album-oriented jock in Sacramento said when uh, Stevie Wonder did that at your star, man, he just—I uh, mean, his voice just penetrated. You were there. I yeah. mean, did it really come out of the speaker? Oh, really it did. It did. It did. It's it's a lot, he was like he's on acapella, the... man. Anytime, any place. He's amazing. He is amazing, and uh, he's just a big kid. I yeah. mean, that guy is just tremendous. I can't say enough good things. John was kind of joking around, but I but I think that it's true. There was a huge, you know, big San Diego contingent that went up there. Because, yeah. Because you're from here. I mean, this is this well, is your hometown. Well, you know, I uh, I had we were some talking. Good... We were talking about how some radio staffs become family. Yeah. That yeah. particular yes. staff we're talking about was there in well, force for Shotgun yeah, Star. Yeah. Well, and Tony Pepper had something to do with that, too. He called around to uh, Dave Sniff, who runs uh, KFMB, and, and the Don, uh, Don, you know, the DM, uh, the DSC. <laughs> the DSC. I, I, I screwed that up when I was on their show. Uh, <laughs> it was an easy thing to do. But they turned it into a bit. Hey, you know, everybody, I'm telling you, everybody listens to the DNC. You know, <laughs> you know I always mess things up. You know, like, oh, well, at least only Shelly's too much of them. I was the first jock in the world to play John Lennon's new song. And when it came in, I, I looked at the, uh, uh, somebody just hand wrote it. And I go, and we've been waiting for this John Lennon song so long. And now. We've got the world exclusive right here on the Shotgun Tom Kelly Show, the brand new John Lennon song, Imogene. Don't. It was Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead, folks. Go ahead and laugh. That's a funny bit. Look, we got some folks out here enjoying yeah, themselves. we got an audience out here now. Yeah, how That's you wonderful. doing? Good we to al- see you. We also got the lovely Carmel sitting here yes. with the lovely Susan Fox. Yeah, and they've got knives. With Wait a, a minute. What's that? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And, and these two chicks are holding knives. <laughs> <laughs> Things could get a little rough. Hey, look at that guy's mustache, man. We've wow. got a cake. We've got folks <laughs> here. We're going to... I think you did my... You know, everybody does that. You know. <laughs> yeah. No cake for I'm, Tom. I'm He's already on a sugar that, high. <laughs> but we're going to cut 30 years for Australian battered potatoes. Yes. 30 years. Yes. And our own Susan Fox yes, brought a cake for celebration. All right. We've got Every folks here. Year, and here she goes. Carmel and Anne, Australian potatoes, you spoil us so much. We brought you a special cake. It's your 30th anniversary. So congratulations. Had I not tripped and it slid off of the uh, the packaging, it'd be looking a lot better. But thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the show every year. Thank you. And thank uh, you. everyone, try their potatoes. Yes. Thank we, you, Carmel. Thank you for fueling the show. Australian battered potatoes. Happy anniversary. Thank you, ladies.
Carmel is wonderful. She's here every year, and she feeds us, takes good care of us. Happily, we're we're located right next to Australian battered potatoes. Yeah, I, did you see the audience we had there? Yeah, I mean, we had a good audience. That was wonderful. man. I tell we're gonna have to have you come back. Well, over I got a big mouth. So you get ladies in brightly dressed <laughs> no, clothing chicks. with knives. Yes. Chicks. And chicks, chicks. Yes. You get chicks within with with knives. Yes. You know, you, you draw a crowd. Yes. <laughs> and right now they are cutting the cake. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do a Frank Thompson description. Do a Frank here. Thompson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're they're cutting the cake. Oh. They're. They're putting the cake on the surface, the knife on the surface of the cake. They're cutting into it. It's a beautiful cake. It's yellow with uh, red trim on it and a big red heart on it. It says, we love Australian battered potatoes. And it seems the knife has gone in so deftly into yes, that cake. Yes, deftly. And the people are writing above, looking down there yes. and everywhere. As yes, the people in the sky rail the admire sky rail. the yes, cake. Admire <laughs> the cake. As a plane comes across, trailing a banner, it says, W-K-R... P. Yes, that's what it is. Right? And there's things coming. Oh, no, it's turkeys. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's a description. That's a description. And right. I met him in L.A., too, at Pink's Hot Dogs. It's Less? Well, no, the, uh, the Johnny. Uh, what, what? Oh, Johnny Fever. Yeah, Johnny Fever. Fever. You met him yeah. up there? Oh, Howard Hessman? Oh, Howard Hessman, yeah. Uh-huh. Or Les Nesman. No, Howard Hessman. Howard Hessman? Uh, they both look alike. I always get them confused. That's right. Yeah. At Pink's oh. Hot Dogs. Hey, I can tell you my Phil Spector story at Pink's Hot Dogs sometime. Well, let's hear it. No, because no, you we don't. referred earlier to the FCC. Oh, okay. <laughs> they haven't come around lately, and I want to get out of the media parking lot before they get here with that old 53 Dodge pie truck with the big hoop on the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to round this show I out. I think because, it's about uh, time to round it up. We've had a wonderful Oh, uh, groovy, groovy hours. Mark Gleason sitting there chomping at the bit. He's going to come on the air right behind us. You've been listening to Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight here with Res Radio, live and in your face, with none other than legendary shotgun Tom Kelly. You better believe it, baby. He's right here. <laughs> now, give us a wish as these folks leave today from the fair and get buck on the I-5. Give us a traffic report, shotgun. Uh, a traffic report, but, uh, you know, uh, I've done a few things in my career. You don't want to get any- Trouble, I don't want to get in trouble in my audible bubble. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, we're good. Okay. Well, go out and uh, go out and have an RC Cola in memory of all the 50-year things we've talked about. That's right. I'm Mike. I'm Smitty. I'm John. Oh, and I'm Shotgun Tom Kelly. You better believe it, baby. You look just like him. Yes, yeah. yes, you it's do. It's Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight. You can find us anytime at iTunes Store. We've got all of our over 200 shows on podcast archive at the Apple iTunes Store. Res Radio, we'll throw it over to John. He can tell you all the cool things with Res Radio. But if you want to contact us, go to our Facebook. You won't believe the name of the thing. Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight. Who'd have thunk it? It's our Facebook page. Man. Thank you, everyone. And just a real quick shout-out. We talked about the legendary Tom Donahue. Yep. Uh, the legendary Tom Donahue. There's another half to that Donahue's. There's Rachel Donahue. I know The legendary her. Rachel is still alive yes. and well in Paris, France. And if you're listening to Rachel, you're beautiful. You're the original underground radio chick. Is she in Paris, France? She's in France, yeah. You know what she Maybe had, not at the moment. She has Johnny Carson's mug that he had on his desk on The Tonight Show. Is that right? And I have a distinction of yelling at Johnny saying, you better believe it, baby, uh, during The Tonight Show. Ben Fong Torres, we shout out to you. You made a lot of, lot of the inspiration for these shows with your wonderful book, 
the hits just keep on coming. Uh, Gino Michelini up north in L.A., Gino Michelini, 5 o'clock funnies back in the day at KLOS. Yeah, you know them all, man. Oh, baby. None other than Jimmy Rabbit, who is still thanking you. He still kisses the ground you walk on for putting him on the KCVQ. Oh, monument. he deserved to be in there, Santee. man. Yeah, yeah. And then one more shout-out. We have a, a, a good friend of ours listening to us in Mexico, in Pachuca, Hidalgo, Mexico. Sylvia Hernandez, it's her birthday today. Oh, what so happy, happy birthday, birthday Sylvia, baby. Sylvia, yes. Go so Sylvia. anyway, okay, we're gonna get out here, John. How about a little bit on Res Radio? I know you're shy, but get up in here and make like you <laughs> make like you're not afraid of the mic. Hey, we're glad to have you guys out here because this makes for a great talk show, great programming, great memories, and uh, you know, talking about how the past relates to the future and moving forward. And uh, we're looking forward to having you back here always when we uh, come out here for our remote broadcast at the fair at Del Mar. Thank, thank you, John. John. You're always a gracious host, you and Susan and Res Radio, and we thank all of you for joining us on Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight on the Galaxy Nostalgia Network. This is the Galaxy Nostalgia Network.